Blog Talk Radio. you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. It's September 2nd. It's 2020. Uh, I'm your host. I'm Travis Bryant. And uh, joining me ASAP will be Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Until then, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information for this here show. If you want to reach out and have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways of going about that. Uh, First way, Get in line. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines, and we will talk to you live tonight. Hit us up at 347-202-0103. Once again, call us live at 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live but you still want your voice heard on this show, drop us a line on our voicemail line. Voicemail gives you three unadulterated minutes uh, to voice your opinion, ask questions, rant, Brave, comment, whatever you got, that's uh, a place to do it. Uh, the voicemail line can be reached at 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail line. Uh, you can always drop us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Drop us, an, drop us an email at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, just indicate in the subject or somewhere in the body of the email if, it's, uh, if you want your email read in VIP or non VIP segment of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travlord. You can find Cam at Seahawk at C E E Hawk. You can oh the last fashion of the adage. Find us on Facebook. Uh, the fan base fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Or just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch. You'll see us among the uh, family of uh, Torch pages. So please give us a like there. Share us on your timeline. Tag your wrestling buddies in it. Y'all know how that works. So moving on, let's uh, let's uh, talk to our good pal, co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? It's going. Doing all right. Yeah. How's everything with you? Uh, you know, I I supposed to tell on Twitter, but somebody asked me how I was, and I. I haven't responded to him in been like eighteen hours. Um, I'm fine. I'm just uh, <laughs> just like floating through space. You know what I mean? Like everything's everything's everything. Everything exists. Everything is. Uh, I don't know, man. We need some. Uh, we need a shake up, like a positive shake up in what's going on out here. Um, but 
not so bad that I'm sad. I'm just, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little, a little mundane. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, I understand that's a, a shake-up when, when things are mundane, how that could, uh, how that, how that could uh, work to you. I mean, one of the reasons I've been shit in Texas is shake things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in life. Um, but okay. We've got some stuff to talk about. We've got a, a second pay-per-view in two weeks to talk about. We've got new champions to talk about. Mm-hmm. Got a um, uh, just coming Sunday or some Saturday to talk about. Do what? Yeah, all out this weekend. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking I immediately saw the WWE. Yeah, like, WWE. These motherfuckers are doing three weekends in a row. Okay. Oh, boy. Be upset. Okay, yeah. Yeah, man, that's... You have to fill me in on what's going on there, because uh, I have no idea. So, okay, we'll get to, get to that in time. Uh, but yeah, what what would you say is the uh, what's the A topic of the last uh, last week or so? Yeah, got to be Roman Reigns. Then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about uh, we talked about SummerSlam. Um, you know, last week and him returning and uh, you know, kind of buzz around that. But then you find out, you know, he's in the title match a week later in Payback. Um, and and I think that there's this idea that because something's predictable, it's automatically bad. When, like, it's not that you expect a different outcome from things. Um, or you shouldn't. Like, you should want uh, X person to do well and X person not to do well and all that. But I think that because so many people saw the exact scenario coming, they took it as an opportunity, like, to shit on what they were watching. So basically, if you weren't there, um, Roman Reigns is, or Adam Pierce is given the task of getting each of the three members of the main event for the Universal title, uh, be it uh, Ron Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns, all the contract for the main event. Get Strowman to sign Fiend assigned it, and then he's trying to get Reigns inside it, and Reigns seems um, a bit hesitant, a bit apprehensive inside it. Um, when it's finally presented to him, and he seems to at least accept the contract in his hands, the camera pans, and Paul Heyman sitting next to him. So it's like, oh, okay, Reigns is a Heyman guy now. All right. So, um, Sunday unfolds. Uh, match happens. Roman and Wyatt beat the hell out of each other. Do the ring collapse. Uh, Superplex gimmick, which is overdone by the way. Like, it's still a cool spot, but boy, was it special for the first couple of times on SmackDown. And boy, has it not been special since. And also, I think it's absolutely one of those things you need a live crowd to. Um, like, it, you need people reacting to it with their hands on their faces and all that. Uh, but I digress. So ring collapses, um, both guys are down. Reigns, a la Edge at, at New Year's Revolution with the first money in the bank contract, uh, signs the contract mid-match. Um, you know, goes to pin each guy, it doesn't work. But he ends up winning and winning in pretty fast fashion. Uh, pretty fast fashion, I should say. So yeah, Roman Reigns, Universal Champion. Um, 
I think that's like the big talking point. Because uh, there's a lot of things surrounding that that we probably want to get into. Yeah, I mean, that in and of itself is, you know, world headline worthy, new champion, new champion, you know, returning guy, the whole thing. Uh, the idea that that wrestling fans or, or any kind of popular, I don't, I mean, if you, if you enjoy storytelling on any level, I, the idea that things are predictable, it's like, okay, did you expect at the end of that, that, uh, uh, fuck, what's the purple wrinkly chin for the pitch with the, with the, with the snap? Do you think, uh, no, like, was gonna, no, no, no. Oh. did you think Thanos <laughs> was gonna, like, just run the Marvel Universe now, and that's what it was going to be going forward, and everybody was going to be half dead, or half people were going to be dead. And Like, no. Like, things are going to, the good guys are going to win, typically, especially in, like, fantasy, mainstream, you know, black and white, good versus evil kind of stuff. And and, and wrestling fans on, on top, uh, in particular, like, that's just kind of how the story's told. Because deviating from that story being told is how you get bad stories. And bad, you know, like there, there's a formula and there's a template that works. And there's different formulas and different templates, but yeah, predictability in and of itself is not bad. It's how you get there and the twists, the turns, going forward, and the creativity uh, in throughout. And let's just say, Travis. Um, not to go totally off topic, but as you were talking about Marvel movies, um, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, a big rest in peace to share with those um, Yeah. For us in particular, I can't remember so like brought it up. Again, he plays a, you know, he, he played, um, and, that, and that movie played, and that feeling played, like a very big role in all lives of me. Like, I absolutely feel like that experience and that look changed a lot for us. And, like, you don't get that if he's not, you know, one of these two people, um, you know, in that whole group. And, uh, yeah, just uh, a true artist, a true, uh, I have to say a true vision, you know, for the things that he did and the things that he said knowing that his days were numbered and it's just super impressive. And, uh, yeah, like I'm always going to have that moment and you and I, you know, will have that moment and that experience. And uh, it doesn't happen without him, man. So it's a to change the button. It does make you look back on his, uh, on his career, his, his, um, I'll call it the discography. What's it called? Filmography. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you go, uh, oh, maybe that's why he, you know, you just wonder why he took the roles he did and, you know, when he did, when he could have probably been a bigger mainstream star if he had done different roles at certain times in his career. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's <clears throat> It's hard to say that when you go, wait, what are you talking about? It's Black Panther. He's like one of the biggest, like, yeah, like in the last, like, three or four years, sure. But uh, before that, he was res- respected, well-known actor that, that took 
roles that I think he he felt was important to not only him but like his legacy and maybe him. You know, you think back now in hindsight, you know, maybe knew he had a certain time limit or pop, you know, to to make certain movies and. Yeah, it makes you and and to do all that and not be like, look y'all, look what I'm doing to fucking further, you know, legacy and wokeness and and my people, and just quietly just doing it and going about your business and and your people that surround you and man, like to keep keep this stuff kind of stuff uh, quiet. Yeah, it's a yeah yeah just. Uh... It's yeah, like legendary kind of shit. Like, I don't want to, you know, do the thing where, you know, well, now the guy's dead. It's like turn him into some kind of yeah. folk, folk hero or we something. Were, but. We, were with him. we were with him beforehand, man. We were, we were with him while it was happening, you know. And, uh, you know, there's a reason that he was the first guy out of the pool. There's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. So I, um. I just remember that pop in the theater when when that happened. Nuts, nuts. Yeah, but but okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who like I don't root for the Cinderella in sports. I don't. I mean, unless it's my Cinderella. Cinderella is like cool and like you connect with it, but not just because it's simply some Cinderella. Like all well, of a sudden, that's I'm that's not what I'm going. Saying, like, yeah. I hate when people are like, "Well, I don't have, I don't have a dog in this fight. Like, I don't have every every dynasty go is scumbag. You know, every every yeah. top team or top champion isn't like, oh, the empire. You gotta like yeah. pull in everybody Us to start their run. That's the only thing. Well, no, no, I, got. I got over mm-hmm. that. No, no, they're great. They just play in you know that state. But no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that. I think Roman Reigns like, proves why he's in the spot he's in. I, I think he carries himself very well when he's not asked to do things that are dumb. You know what I mean? I think that he's absolutely an inspiration to, you know, a lot of people for, for the things that he's able to overcome for success. Like, like, all that stuff is there. So, finally, giving the guy an edge, finally giving the guy something new to do, finally giving the guy a different way to present himself. I think that's, that's uh, like, great. And, and I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Like, the ring work is always pretty good to me. Like, I understand, um, you know, and there's a validity to, oh, the movies are real cartoony and it's a smaller move set and all that. It's fine. Um, but I don't really think that the... Um, I think it oversimplifies what he does, but yeah. I think that he's good in the ring, and I think that he's really good on. Like, I think he's, he's, he carries himself he's really, really good. He's got to give him the right thing to say. And now I'm like, oh man, they got the right person around him. They got him acting the way I want him to act. Like, this is way more like NXT Roman Reigns that was like, you know, a, 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 a cocksure asshole. I love cocksure assholes. I think my favorite thing to be. It's amazing. So yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Well, oh, well, we also got confirmation that uh, unlike his NXT run, we won't probably ever, certainly no time soon, get Roman Reigns without some kind of uh, tight-fitting top. So he's never going to yeah. never going to wrestle with a shirt off. Uh, 
Shout out to uh, shout out to my editor, my editor at Fansided Kev, uh, who actually wrote that story about why Roman Reigns is not going to be uh, without a chest protector. Like he has a hernia, a sports hernia that apparently, um, you know, is is so much at risk that they can't risk him in the ring uh, without having uh, support chest protection. Yeah, and, and well, is it the stomach. chest or is it it's the stomach line? It's like more yeah, like hurting the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah, he needs something. He needs support in that muscle cavity or whatever, however the hell yeah. terms go. And you know, whatever. That's hope. That's okay. Yeah. So, so now it's like, okay, I can adjust how I'm thinking about. And not me, but I mean that person who's in the know. You can adjust how you think about how he's presented. Like that's a medical thing. Like that's. The D'Lo Brown thing for real for real. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> D'Lo was fine. He was fine, D'Lo. But no, I do think that that, um, you know, again, gives people to some of the decisions that are made. I think that's, that's a good thing so to understand why these things are happening. Yeah, Roman Reigns is not going to be splashing nobody, not even from the bottom row. Oh, no. <laughs> From, from the bottom of the tadpole splash. Uh, but yeah, so new champion Roman Reigns. Uh, I think it's worth noting that uh, Braun Strowman has taken two pinfalls in less than a week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not me doing it. I told you so. But my concern was always. There's not a way to present him um, based on how you booked him all this time that's going to be satisfying, you know? And it was absolutely his pinball take because of how you presented the team. Um, and, and again, bro, I, I, I said Braun was never going to be world champion, which was never a knock to the guy, but it's how you book. And so now you see, how do you go from beating both uh, – you know, beating both Miz and Morrison in the title match um, when they're like a top tag team, but now like you're losing one-on-one matches. It was a, it was always um, going to be a net loss with him being champion because of how he was Like no, through no fault of his own, that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like the moment you start pushing them the way they started pushing them as a singles guy, you know, wrecking shop and monster and then flipping over. Uh, uh, trucks. It's, uh, yeah, you know, you're kind of writing yourself into a corner mm-hmm. with that. And the, and the idea is, well, you just don't put the title on them, and they didn't for a long time. And it it, it took a it took a pandemic and a lot of shit to happen. But uh, yeah. you got to get out of that eventually. <clears throat> so I mean, hey, it happened, and story wise, it. It made sense. He's definitely the one, I think, that as far as, like, how the story is being told should be the one to take the take the pinfall. If for nothing else, it's nobody wants to see Roman versus, uh, versus Braun Strowman again. Nobody wants to see an extended Strowman-Roman feud. Like, that's just... I certainly don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's on the level of Cena, Cena uh, Orton, or or even Cena Edge, but 
Do you want to see Braun as the face in that is also a question. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't... Well, it's it's not like, like, it was always the def- default face because, you know, the, most of the crap was do wrong race. Or, or a decent amount. I don't want to say most, but yeah. allowed. But the thing, I mean, one thing about, like, Austin and Rock was that, like, even after WrestleMania 17, there was stuff for Rock to do outside of going right back to the with Stone Cold. Because, you know, you had an embarrassment of talent that other people could do other things with. You know what I mean? You don't feel like SmackDown set up like that. So it's not like Braun can, like, really go anywhere else. Um, and I don't think they want him to move down. So that's kind of inevitable for those two to be next. But you just all of a sudden put Edge on, on Roman. So, like, are people supposed to, like, cheer for Braun against Roman? Or are they both going to be, like, super bad? Or, you know, are just gunning for each other. And then the under, there's the underlying issue of whether it's a, in the fans, you know, conscious at the top of their consciousness or not, but there's just WWE booking and how they are, the inconsistency of one week, you know, mm-hmm. guy can be presented one way, the next week the other. So, there's always a trepidation whether we know it or not. So that doesn't help. Uh, now, in the fallout of pay, payback, well, not the fallout. We still had some, some new champions. We had yeah. Shayna and Shayna Baszler and, and Nia Jax. Yeah. When That's kind of the thing uh, I want to talk about, too. Women's like, tag all of a sudden you know, but at least they're like in the in the thing I watched, they were drawing attention to it. They're like, oh, now yeah, the uh, the no belt having Sasha. Oh, okay, well, at yeah, least it's no no belt. Be a point. Yeah, they're, be a they're telling that story absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that that move that Shayna put on there was was so cool. <laughs> Such a cool submission. Like the double was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even like it was so impractical in the world of wrestling anyway. You know what I mean? Like, they put it on the right way. And, uh, yeah, teasing the dissension between them. Um, you know, Bailey still, you know, having her real pride. Um, yeah, and that's that actually pretty good, too. And, and, like, Naya is being a cartoon about it right now. She's super extra. And Shayna's still kind of Shayna, but seems to be having a bit more fun, so... Yeah, I think, I think all in all, um, it's, it's definitely an odd couple pairing, but not in a bad way. Like, it's, uh, I think I call them Team Bell No, because they're women. Um, exactly. But yeah, it ain't, it ain't <laughs> not going to be that much. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good match. And, and I don't know, like the women's tag titles, um, you know, when they weren't held by these two, uh, Tasha and Bailey, they were kind of up and down as far as how they were presented. Uh, not bad, but just there were times when they were interesting and times when they weren't. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this is going to be an interesting thing. And, of course, like we all feel like it's leading to face Sasha versus heel Bailey. Um, because, yeah, there were times, especially like when Sasha, uh, when Sasha lost the title to Oscar, Bailey wasn't there for her. 
Um, and when Bailey retained the title, Sasha was absolutely there for it. So, yeah, I think this is playing out um, about as well as you can expect. And, and I look forward to seeing where they go. Yeah, like if you're if they're determined to go this route, which it seems every you know every couple every you know week goes by, it seems that's what they're that's what they're, that's, they're determined to to play this out that way. Like, well, at least mm-hmm. it makes makes sense. And, you know, they seem to be doing it the, the right way and pacing it pacing it well. So when it does happen, you have some damn sympathy for Sasha Banks. Yeah. So good at being a heel, and, and as we talked about before, that's just seems seemingly so obviously her best role. Uh, so if you're going to be fighting all those headwinds, you got to pull it off. You got to pace it right. You got to get the emotion right. You got to get the psychology right. And I think one good thing that helps though, she's 14 yeah. pounds. Like, as good as she is, when you beat her up, you beat her up. You know what I mean? And also, this could could do something for Bailey as a a wrestler. Like, like if if they have a match where Bailey just, you know, brutalizes her, uses her, you know, size differences is huge, but just uses everything, like, you know, all her size and that kind of stuff and really ragdolls her and kind of treats her, it could be a turning point in, in Bailey's career as far as being taken uh, a little more serious. Yeah, not just nasty, you know, scary, that but like actual sadistic physical yeah. presence. Absolutely. Where, where it's like, well, yeah, I don't see, she's not as much of a joke. And like against Shayna Baszler or an Oscar or something. Like when she fought Oscar, I was the biggest Bailey fan back in NXT when she lost the title to Oscar. But I was like, well, this match shouldn't go more than like four or six minutes, and it went like four or six minutes, and Oscar choked her the fuck out and treated her like the young girl that she was. And now it's like she should hang in there a little more with Oscar, but Oscar should still in a fair fight she beat Bailey. It just lessens that kind of like. Shown in the right right light and has the you know right sequence of matches or, or, or series of matches, uh, she she can get there like like that. I want to compare it to Triple H in two thousand because it's just so it's just so wrong. I hear what you're saying though. But you know, just to get the audience to see her definitely. Mm-hmm. Shit. Since we're talking Triple H in '99 and 2000, introduce some leather to to Bailey's outfit. That wouldn't be the worst thing. Just not over and over the top, you know, way. But it's, uh, yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, Keith Lee, Randy Orton. Uh, you know what? Beats Randy Orton clean in six minutes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that that was the part that that uh, they didn't drag that out and you know Warden put him over clean in six minutes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was unexpected. Like I didn't expect Keithley to lose. I didn't expect Keithley to win. Uh, I didn't expect Keithley to win uh, unfairly, but I didn't expect for him to win and win clean and win clean in under ten damn minutes. Mm-hmm. Let alone barely over yep. five. 
So that's uh, that's pretty awesome. But before we get off women's tag team, so are the Iconics? What are they doing with them? Are they they split them? They split them up. Um, them and the uh, the Iconics and uh, Ruby and Liv in a loser must uh, D band uh, match. And last I checked, Ruby and what's her face were they just got back together. They've been together three weeks. Wow. So is Liv still like last I checked, Ruby came back, turned on Liv. Liv turned into a lesbian? And then I lost kind of track of whatever was going down there. I, I yeah, finally like, um, watched a little bit, and then they're back together. And then they're, yeah, they're and in they a loser, bleep, singles run. loser split match. What? Yeah. Later, the short singles run. Ruby finally came back after a long injury, had beef with the Iconics. Um, Liv also in, uh, had beef with them, and that brought them together. Had a rocky start. Um, <clears throat> ended up getting some synergy. And then, yeah, the match happened, team after this band, they won. They beat the Iconics. And so uh, the Iconics are saying after this band, they end up going to Raw Underground. And uh, somebody in there, I think it was uh, Duke and Shafir, was trying yeah. to fight them. And then Peyton threw <laughs> Billy to the wolves and got out of there. <laughs> she got kicked right in the face. Uh, yeah, Rock. Man. So I, I just don't see either of those women, Billy or Peyton, as quality singles wrestlers. I enjoyed them as a team. Even on their last, yeah, as they're coming down for their last match, I guess, supposedly as a team, they're still great together. It's like, what's the, I don't get why split them. It's not like it's one you got a Sean and Marty Janetti where one's just clearly <laughs> looking to break out. Like we're not going to hear from either of them in a year unless they're back together as the Iconics. They're both jobbers. I mean, are they anything else? I mean, look how they got treated an hour later or whatever it was the next night. I should say not an hour. So I don't. Uh, not quite sure. I understand completely why I split the icon. Yeah, I feel like we waited. We're not, I think a significant portion of the fan base was disappointed that that they were that they were gone for the reasons, health reasons, or marriage, and all those reasons that they were gone, and we're waiting for them to come back, and then they come back, and then they're split. Well, that fucking sucks. That sucks, even if you're not a fan, particularly a fan of theirs. Yeah, I think that, I feel like they see a single run in paint. I think that's where. They say so. You know, they gave her the the cool new finish, and, you know, she has, I I think, a look that, um, a look that they like. Um, I'm, not say, I'm not saying they're not going to try. <laughs> Clearly, they're oh, no, they got something in mind. Agreed. So, um, so, but sort of, I guess, back to uh, payback results. 
Chief Lee got the really big win over Orton. Still hate his outfit. Should we just? Yeah, I mean, at least they're slightly like it's like with the Viking Raiders. Oh, everybody shot on this. Okay, let's pull back a little bit. Like he's at least back in like tight trunks instead of the M1 shorts. But he should not be wrestling in the top, man. Like, you know, you, you're, you don't understand the repeat. This is what you're saying. You don't get that. Like, the idea is that, like, he is oh, not shit, different, but get? he's so different. What's to get? You know I mean? It's nothing to get. I'm a fighter and I don't wear a shirt. I agree, I agree <laughs> with that, too. Like, like yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going meta with it, but you're mm-hmm. absolutely correct. It's wrestling. <laughs> this is what people wear when they wrestle. Absolutely. Or don't wear. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right there, right there. Um, for sure, for sure. It's interesting seeing Bobby Lashley wrestle in long tights and pants, tight pants. Uh, yeah. Trump. Yeah. Uh, new, new U.S. champion Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Did it, was the whole Ed Ninjas to, to Zawa just so he could pull up and go, these are my ninjas? Like I'm a I'm a pair of Dallas. These are these are my ninjas. Pointing to the guys in the truck with them. This is man. This is finally saw a leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> Typical, latest shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So Lashley's the U.S. champ. I think the Hurt Business is like a pretty cool fashion. Like I like I like their gear. Like I like their, their merch. Um. You know, again, given given Shelton something he's interested in, I think he's really good in that role. MVP's a great mouthpiece. And, like, the fact that there's no jealousy in that group, like, MVP was just, you know, competing like crazy and made it the U.S. title and this and that, but they're, they're fully with Bobby Lashley winning it and celebrating him. Like, I like that. Like, it doesn't always Yo, have to be out for self. The way MVP took the loss to Cedric Alexander and then and then didn't let uh Shelton and 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 uh Bob Lashley attack him Fight after the match yeah, like, oh, was was really good. It's yeah. MVP's been so well. Like again, him, Oscar, um Sasha and Bailey, and I'll even throw Drew in there. There's some people who have done and, and Big E too. I definitely want to shout out Big E for what he's doing. But there are people who are, like, really excelling in this environment. Uh, MVP is just uh, – you won't even think of him as, like, wily veteran because he was a rookie after everybody left SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like, that's when he was there. Like, he's post-SmackDown 6. You know? right. but, oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's just uh, – he's, he's the smartest guy in the room. And I mean that as a compliment. He just knows what he's doing. And they've, they've done really well with that happening. Um, we talk about, you know, them putting over obvious, you know, making making it clear that they're that they're pushing pushing somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. They're really pushing, oh, another big win in his singles career. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I didn't think really that was, like, the best match I've ever seen. I think Sheamus has a particular style. But I do like watching two big athletic guys go at it like that. Um, I think it's yeah, I mean on paper you're not you you go okay I understand it. Well, this match if it's if if this match turned out to be like wow really good it 
and not even I don't want to say it like what they're not good, but it would be that would I think be the exception. It's just they're not designed to have like a really great match with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure for certain guys that just love two guys going in there and the uh, you know. Uh, but they don't even, yeah. If it, if, if if Vince let guys wrestle a, a different way instead of sports entertain and and and, and a lot of Sheamus and Big E might be able to go in there and and put on a three and a half star match that mm. that really makes people go, holy shit! Are you see a Big E Sheamus match? Um, but the limitations that are put on by the style. It's like it's just gonna look way more patty cake standard big man match than anything innovative or you know Yeah. But again, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm putting either one of those guys down. But they're definitely giving Big E uh, at least in in on the surface. A push, a singles push. So where exactly is Kofi Kingston? Uh, they say out with injury. I don't know if they specified. Okay. Because Xavier's still, he's got his ankle, and he should be, what, cleared in probably, what, three months? Definitely before yeah. the end of the year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, uh, Biggie getting his, getting his ride, man. All right. Any um, any raw fallout? Anything happened after the pay per view, or yeah, something about I mean, AEW um, to, to bring up right at the top? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Randy Orton is the number one contender once more uh, for the new title. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah man. Like people he didn't work. Look, ain't that uh, America? And and, 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 you, and I like how they again doing the person the the person that uh, should take the pinfall. How Orton um, Orton uh, who whoever who did Orton pin who was in the match was Orton Lee and oh yeah yeah so he made sure Keith Lee didn't uh, didn't uh, didn't by the way and I'm sorry. Seth is just like, you know, when you're not the world champion, you should be doing all the things that show why you should be world champion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has Dominic looking like a million bucks. And I'm not saying Dominic isn't holding up his end, but it's not supposed to look this good this early, <laughs> you know? It helps when the big man in the real outfit and don't have him out there looking like, a, a fan. Not, not out there in, yeah, keep me short. Um, but yeah, no. He, uh, yeah, the presentation is good. He's good, but Seth is great. Like, Seth is really great. And and you're seeing it, man. And he, he deserves, he deserves a flowers. Um, boy, does he make some missteps when he's not on camera. But yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's stealth. He really is. And then Dominic's holding up his end. And I, I love how everybody in the Mysterio family dresses like they're rich. Like Ray's wife always got the Louis Vuitton button down. <laughs> they are they are a family with a lot of money, and they want to make sure you know. I love it. I don't know if I don't um, want to be stereotypical, and but 
I don't know if it's the telenovela uh, culture, but god damn, they were on point with the tears. Like, we need yeah. tears, and here come the tears. And they looked legit. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't like over the top, uh, not telenovela in that sense, but just real, like, boom, need it, they got it. They were all I, able to be emotional immediately. <laughs> and I was, and I was, I was, I bought in like, oh damn, they really think, uh, you know, their son and uncle or whoever brothers out there about to get pummeled. Yeah, I love that Ray's wife is like a realistic five seven, and so. <laughs> so yeah, you like okay, Ray's Ray definitely five Yeah, Ray's whole family is like actual like you know, people of average height, and then you realize that Ray is not Ray. a man of average height. Yeah, and and yeah. you just realize how good he is. Like we we always start this conversation, Travis, but like there's absolutely a conversation to be had about Ray being the greatest American president. It is absolutely a conversation. When you talk match quality and money earned, very few people are on his level ever in in any country in any part of the world. But yeah, like you could. If you made a list of greatest American athletes, but because he has Mexican tattooed on his tattoos and speaks Spanish, like that throws some people. But he's very much a man from California, who who right. most of the money that he made is in America, and most of the things you know him from are in America. And the fact that he's still as good as he is at the things he does, like like he's been on American TV for 25 years. Who else can say that? Who don't need the money? You know, like Ray Mysterio is great, and Dominic's coming along well. But yeah, um, Randy's number one contender. Oh, and Retribution, um, Retribution attack, Street Profits, and Andrade to close the show. And it wasn't Street Profits and Andrade because it's not Angel Garza because Angel Garza uh, saved his white woman and got the fuck up out of there. I didn't. I wasn't. I, I could tell, but it wasn't explicit that all those hooded and dark clad members were women that beat the shit out of out of Julia Vega. They say that clearly. Uh, up against the thing, against the barricade. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, there are women too doing it too. You say? Okay. No, I know, and I could tell that no, I'm, I'm one of them at least was because like her the, the, like the hoodie went up and you could see like a sports bra or so like a slim stomach it was like oh it, was, it looks like a woman um but it just wasn't it right it was just like ooh that just that was kind of vicious and I think the, just yeah. that visual this tiny woman who was dressed in a nine or a ponytail and a and her whole get up just get uh, look like she's going to like you know the opera or some shit. Then <laughs> just gets thrown into the barricade. It was jarring. Yeah, it just worked. So, uh, yeah, I was like, damn, retribution. And, you know, like, all right. That was the one time. It was still corny and whatever, just your standard kind of, you know, ambush and, and leave deal. Uh, uh, but it was like one of the first times I saw uh, uh, saw retribution and it just didn't roll my eyes at every single aspect of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, WWE, that's really about it. I'm sure as soon as you jump off, somebody can say something. But really quick, 
Um, let's touch on, on All Out real quick. Um, yeah. Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara, in a broken rules match, if Hardy loses, he has to leave a hmm. Has there been any kind of like, uh, you know, I can't imagine uh, Matt gone this soon. Yeah. Like, that, that seems really early. And Sammy is, is of the position where he can really eat any log, come back and do a triple, double, quadruple moonsault, and he's right back in the mix. Um, so and if it's okay. in a broken rules, I assume it's like gimmickry. Yeah. I don't think Matt Hardy's going to be facing Sammy Guevara, 22-year-old Sammy Guevara, this straight up, <laughs> don't leave the ring yeah. match. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody Absolutely. wants to put Matt Hardy in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dark Order, uh, Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson against uh, Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmare. And that's uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Okay. I'll say Dark Order with either Dustin or QT even the pick. I ain't arguing. There's a 21-man casino battle royal like they did. Um, The big names, Eddie Kingston, Butcher and Blade, Lucha Bros, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, Darby Allin. Uh, I say, yeah. I want to say Eddie Kingston Kingston wins it. <laughs> yeah, like, he I, go yeah. the, I know he made it, you know, made a, made a big splash when he showed up, cut that promo, but you know, it's kind of died down. So I don't know how his TV presence has been the last six weeks since that's happened. Um, but this seems like the kind of match that a guy like him with that storyline could uh, could end up up with him. And what, wait, what's on the line? Is this a title match, like a uh, main title match? AEW World title match. Mm, okay, then maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, okay, a match that I think is... is Moxley's still champ, like, right? Yeah, Moxley's still champ. Yeah. A match that I think is going to, like, go. Um, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa for the AEW women's title. Um, they, they acknowledge her as the NWA women's champion, which I think is cool. Um, they don't like shy away from that. That's going to be a banger, man. I still see Sheeta winning, but that should be really good. I, I, the last I heard that was like a Twitter thing. And I don't know if that's, if everything became like organically up from Twitter, from Thunder Road. That you just said on TV, uh, trying to get her name out there even more, or if that's just you know, that's just marketing. It's just how you platform to use to promote something. Um, I think that I'm not saying I've been had, but mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa like followed me on Twitter maybe like a week before she started to go heavy with the tweets. So I think like I could see this being a 
I follow Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa don't follow me. What the hell? Well, yeah. I, I, I want to be hated by Thunder Rosa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Enough right? of that. Um, but yeah, but I do think that there is. Yeah, he doesn't mean like that, guys. But there no, is. No, I um, think Oh, he does. Um, but there is marketing, I think, that goes into this. It's like, okay, who's tweeting about this? Who can retweet it? Let's get this out there. But yeah, I think it's yeah. very much like it's uh, it's a dream fight. Like even if it's on a smaller scale. Like I mean, to, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was gonna say to a certain to a certain audience. Mm-hmm. If you if you okay, know who like, Thunder Rosa is and if you've seen her work and hear her talk, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think she just still wins it. Um, and I think has that, it been built up uh, on TV? Has Thunder Rosa made really? TV appearances? It's been a couple of weeks. Um, <sighs> it seems like something new one time. Is it because you think because she's the NWA NWA Women's Champion and they're like, all right, we're not gonna. Go, but so far, it's been a uh, lot. It's been more graphic, and they. But that's the thing. Like they've been like hyping it up a lot as champion from over here facing our champion. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe tonight they they go all in. I didn't well, maybe the but they start to go all in. I just think she's one good enough uh, uh, to warrant a real, not just uh, an in and out. If that's how it works, and contracts are the way they are, then you're happy to get what you get. But this, again, her talent level just seems like she should be bought in and made an obvious star on TV. Yeah. There should be no, there shouldn't, like the the AEW's women's division is just too much of a mishmash of, you know, Top indie women, are, you know, show up sometimes. Uh, the, the women that I like, they're tag team. Rich knows who I'm talking about. I can't remember their name, but I think they wrestle in the UK scene. They have sort of gothic, gothy kind of looks to them, but I, I can't get attached to them because they might not be around because they're they signed a two episode thing handshake or whatever. Chris Statlander is the only one that really of that kind of caliber stuck around. And I'm not even sure she should have been the one that was kind of uh, deemed. uh, I don't think she's as good as I thought she was after I first saw her, but whatever, that's a different story. So that thing, it's just, it's just AEW continuing to get their women's division in, in some kind of cohesive, you know, shape. Uh, and I think Thunder Rosa being a part of that on a permanent or some kind of semi-permanent basis would be a hell of a, uh, you know, look to, to making the, the fan base go, oh, maybe the women's division isn't a fucking joke or an afterthought. Absolutely. Or a, yeah. we'll fill it in as we go along. So. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus FTR for the tag title. Okay. I got it. I think it's I yeah. think it's time. So you know, Paige is costing the Young Bucks matches, and you know they got to sort that out. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say FTR. Um, it should be really good though. That's that's four four of the top talents, one of the best tag teams in the world against uh, you know two of the best singular talents in the world. I think Paige and Omega have been good as a team, but yeah, they're in there with like the team, depending on who you are. I think that should be really good. Um, Travis, they will not be with Arn Anderson. They will be with Kelly Um, 
that make uh, that makes sense? Aren't Arn and Telly sort of feuding against each other? Well, no, I'm making the fake ass Arn Anderson's job. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not watching, and I'm like, man, is that really a true thing? <laughs> but are they who they are they coming out with somebody? Are they associated with those guys? No, Telly is their manager. For real. Is it okay? That's what I thought. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's got to like there. I mean, there are some matches in the night candidates. So we're going to talk about a match um, in a second. Jericho the match? Up there, on the match? Um, yeah, that, that's a, that's the next one I was going to talk about. Jericho oh. versus Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match. Now, of course, yeah, I'm they, super <laughs> late on the fact. Like me, who they, loves Mimosa, who that's my mo. Um, didn't realize that you have Orange Cassidy, the orange juice guy, and Chris Jericho, the champagne guy, wrestling. It's perfect. Um, Mimosa Mayhem match. The match can be won by pinfall, submission, or throwing your opponent into a tank of mimosa. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun and everything, but I think it'll be hilarious. But yeah, it's, it's just going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I just think, I just wonder going past the oh for sure, but going building this past the orange juice on the jacket, like okay, that was enough with the visual ha ha stuff for for Chris Jericho. Like like it just it just seems I don't know. Um, it's too cute. It's too damn cute. It is a little um, cute. But, yeah. So, there is going to be a tag team match um, that hasn't been finalized yet, but Private Party and SoCal Uncensored are facing Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. So, eight-man tag match. Whichever team wins faces each other at All Out. So, who out of those four teams are, is the champ? No, no, none of them are the champ. Again, Kenny Omega and Adam Page are the champs. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. I right, think right. the FTR beats them. But no, I, there's no way the Young Bucks aren't going to be on All Out, right? Like, how? I see what you're saying, yeah. And even more so, there's no way that Jurassic Express aren't going to be on in favor of the, the, the super veteran team of SoCal Uncensored and the black guys of Private Party. So, yeah, no. So is that um, <laughs> that four-way tag match, that's on, like, the pre-show or something? Oh, it's not a, it's not a four-way. It's an eight-man tag match. So Private Party oh. and SoCal oh. Censored are on a team against Jurassic Express and the Bucks. And then whichever one of those four-man team wins, that team faces each other at all. Yeah, I see your logic. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even sure I spoke it any other way. Like, if I had to, I would want just the Bucks. And... For sure. For sure. <laughs> and, uh, um, as good as Private Party is, like, Private Party isn't a priority over both Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. Like, it's just not the case. Um, I just thought my issue with both of those, the, the result of both of those matches is, but there's no reason – for Jurassic Express, uh, for those guys to face the Bucks, and there's no reason for Private Party to face SCU. Mm-hmm. So the results yeah. are like, well, I don't care. I mean, not that I don't care, but I don't, like, there's no, like, yeah, it's just 
to get on the show to face a team that you don't necessarily have any beef with. <laughs> All right. That's a check. That's two checks, matter of fact. <laughs> I mean, a pre-show check and a check. And a pay-per-view check. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main event, MJF versus John Moxley for the AEW world title. Uh, Moxley is banned from using the paradigm shit. What, the DDT? Yes. Right, so we're doing that. Uh, oh, is that why it came up in the group chat when Michaels couldn't use the sweet chin music <laughs> in the feud, I think, mm-hmm. against JBL? All right. Um... Shit, what does he else does he do? I mean I guess I mean, this is just, just uh you know, he just a, won the uh PW, just number one in the PWI five hundred. You know what I would do if I was booking. Hmm. Uh, and I hate fantasy booking, but I would do. Um I'd have him do the spear into the stop. <laughs> the spear into the stop do the Roman Reigns spear and then the Seth Rollins stop. I'd absolutely do it. So Mox, uh, uh, so MJF trying to do the spear and Moxley stomps him for the finish? No, 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 no. I'm saying Moxley spears MJF, MJF staggers, and then he hits him with the stomp. Oh, he uses two shoes. Oh, my God. I would do it. Uh, I would so do it. That's um, petty. I think it's one of those things where – because they've really been, been pushing MJF. Um, I think it's one of those things where the ref's not looking, Moxley uses the DDT. Um, I, I think that's what happens. But I absolutely see Moxley retaining. Um, again, just because, like, he's, you know, you get that PWI 500 number one, I think this is a company where that matters. They've even said it on air. You know what I mean? Like, I think that um, – Ain't no way. I, I – I've said this with everything, but like... Did you say they said it on air? Yeah. Said it on air. Fuck's sake. Go ahead. Yep. You're not a fan of that? You don't want to die? Come on. I mean... Credibility, Trav. Credibility. Um, We could do a whole show about the PWI 500. I think about 20-year-old me... Who like obsessed over wrestling oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and, and and was like all in and thought Matt Brock was the real person. I got my RVD one somewhere. Uh, like I yeah for sure for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think the Moxley retains. Um, but they give MJF an out of being outsmarted. Um, yeah, and I think that should be um. It should be a fun show, man. Like I, um, I don't know. You and I haven't seen each other in a while. We might need to get together for that. That could be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think that that should be good though. Travis, this is officially the longest we've talked, like a full hour without bringing on anybody or answering an email. I don't yeah. know what got into you. I don't know what motivated you to be so much more involved as of last week. But I like it. This is fun. I know, right? Like, like just watch. Yeah, right, right. Happens when you pay attention a little bit. Um, 
yeah, speaking of, let's go ahead and uh, bring somebody else in, into this party. So, uh, Kylan just jumped on, and Craig's been holding for a little bit, so let's talk to Craig. Yo, Craig, what's on your mind? What up? Uh, I was just wondering when you were going to get back into wrestling. <laughs> uh, what is this? Typical sports radio. It's Craig from Toledo. Long time. First time. Just motivated to at least watch some highlights stuff and a few matches stood out that I thought, okay, I should probably watch this. I heard heard some stuff about it. I didn't watch anything live, no, I, but you know, I did make sure yeah, I was back Watch some stuff. That, that's what I was. Cur- that's what I was curious about. When, like, if you're at all tempted to get back into it, considering you know you've been off for, I mean, it's been a few months. It's crazy, like, man. Pretty much all 2020. Yeah. Like, do you do you plan on like, is it is it tickling? Uh, do you do you got the itch to start watching again or uh, or anything like that? Not particularly. Um, I mean, maybe a little. Maybe, I mean, I, again, I, I did. I went out of my way to to watch what I did. Watch this. Oh, the last two weeks. Um, you know, Roman Reigns coming back. You know that that helps. You know, people are talking about some stuff, so conversation helps. That's not just bitching about uh, you know how bad or something is. And I, remember I saw a tweet, and it was and it was a pretty good tweet about it was a little too uh, idyllic WWE kind of, you know. But it, it did make some points about uh, you know Roman Reigns revitalized and you know in the new direction for the first time in you know a long time. Randy Orton doing the best work in his career. Some other two or three other solid points. He's like, oh, things aren't too bad in WWE. I was like, oh, things, yeah, I was like, things aren't as rosy as that tweet might suggest, but uh, considering what they're dealing with, if you want to give them all the benefit of the doubt, um, yeah, they're doing all right. So, 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 so all it takes to get you back into wrestling is for Roman Reigns to get a push. All right, I got it. That's yeah, cool. that, that that was the key. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, yeah, wait, I don't, wait. I don't let, have me, let me find out. Did Roman Reigns go? No, he stopped in like March, like when shit got bad or, or obvious. So I was gonna say if he went away in December because that's kind of when I did. Oh, am I secretly a Roman Reigns fan? Like Roman lover? Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pointing things out. I'm just, <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot to say. I'll let you guys get to Kylan, but uh, you guys saw that that vaccine is coming out in October, right? Oh, wow. Like the, the October that? surprise. I bet a stimulus check is coming at the same time. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like your, I don't, I don't, I don't like your tone. I think that's just uh Coincidence and the timing of our gracious Lord above. Yeah. 
just, it just so happens to be, and, you know, yeah. like three weeks before the election or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, guys. Oh, shit. I should tell you. Um, and you guys are invited to this. Um, <laughs> speaking of. Um, on o- October 25th, I'm leading uh, church. I'm leading worship for my church. Okay. So they got they, they got, got it on Zoom. So, yeah, okay. yeah, it's on Zoom. No, I'm in so if you guys want to. October 25th? 10.30 in the morning. And I'm fucking nervous as hell about it, but, you know, I've, okay. Wait, I've only done ever before? done it once. Oh, oh, just yeah, I, yeah, I've done it once, but that was that was in a different church in a different setting, and this is with people actually, uh, you know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. This. <laughs> sure. No, no, no. I, I mean, crazy. But, but it's know. online, so you you won't have to, you know, two hundred, you know, set the eyes or whatever physically, you know, in the same you know, room as you looking at you. So. Yeah. It, it's going to be I got a I got a couple months to prepare for it and I know what wait, I want to do. Wait, 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 Craig. I've seen <laughs> your TV. Do you have the setup for this? Everyone's on Zoom now. So. No, no, no. What I'm saying is your TV got a fat ass. And TVs nowadays don't have fat ass. <laughs> TVs you got you got to move that white models in the 80s. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Teddy Bundy, Teddy, no. Teddy Bundy and leotards. Uh, uh, no, uh, I, TVs nowadays. I got a com- I got a computer. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on the computer. I'm just saying, it's just a matter of. We want to start trying to get you in. You're just like, oh my, fire Kindle or whatever you have won't support that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah. Well, mainly. You know, <laughs> my women usually wake up and cook me breakfast on Sunday morning, but I'll make an exception. Hey, <laughs> hey, Cam, Cam, if you if you do show up, I'll be drinking mimosas, you know, oh, while, I'm, oh, while I'm leading church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's on, that kind of hurt. Put, you cannot put fucking Bud Light and and uh, and orange juice and talk about goddamn mimosa. Right. No, you know what? You can. Oh, oh my god! It's called a beer mosa, and I've had several of them before, so I take that. Oh, I'm, get, I'm getting a, I'm oh, getting a little bit of the bubbly, a little bit of the go. bubbly and some orange juice. Ten twenty-five. Well, don't take it too far, Greg, because you're nervous to you know turn church into a slander. <laughs> oh no. I, Dude, our church, our church is crazy. It's like, all kinds of. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like our our church has like a bunch of, like, <laughs> I don't want to say degenerates, but like right. it's the I mean, island of misfit so toys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the <laughs> island of misfit toys churches, so, but it's really cool. Our pastor is uh, on on sabbatical right now, so they're having everybody take turns. Um, leading it's like when David Letterman or somebody would go on vacation and he would have the guest host fill in for like six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this this is four months. Like he just he his first uh, 
his first day off was this past Sunday. So he's mm-hmm. off till uh at least till the end of the year. He might be off till February, but it's it's it's, it's going to be interesting. But uh yeah, you guys uh I'd like you know, maybe if you guys Yeah, hit me with a link. I'm sure you but, will and yeah. Yeah. We'll be there. Uh and uh, I'll pilot. be at work or, I think, but uh I'll be able to sneak in uh have it I have my earpiece in. There you go. All right. Awesome. Talk to you, Craig. Thanks for calling. Later. Yeah, man. We're going to church in six weeks, eight weeks. I'm going to see how long I can be that morning. I need to have something in the kitchen in a long T-shirt making eggs while I'm just walking around the house with the phone. Like, yeah. Praise the name. I'm not going to see the kingdom. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. All right. Let's talk to Kyla. Kyla, what's on your mind? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. You know. Uh, what you got for us? First off, first off, let me ask you: Have you got? Have you guys discussed the announced team changes already? No. So I, I know the NXT one that. that because uh, Maul's leaving oh, WWE okay. to take care of his mom. Uh, that's I did good. see that. Yeah. That's Wade Barrett because uh, is in the- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. I was just saying it's good that you haven't discussed them already because my first question is in regards to. Mauro Ronaldo's uh, departure. Now, as I'm sure you two have, I've noticed a lot of silly individuals who who have been saying things like, "Oh well." Morrow should have known what he was getting into before he signed with WWE. Or, Morrow is horrible. He should have never been iron there in the first. So, my first question to you guys, do you think it was a, a wise decision for... Mauro Ronaldo to even go to WWE in the first place, and what and what is his overall legacy in terms of his contribution to WWE announcing? Hmm. Well, I'm just hearing about from Cam's uh, 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 reaction, the mom stuff. He had, had taken care of family. So I assumed it was you know, WWE, in a sense, running him off or him just not wanting to work. If there's a, if there's a legit reason beyond he just didn't want to work for the company anymore, then that's just, I think that negates any kind of, and the gate a lot of things. That's just, oh, that man got to go take care of his family and, you know, end the story. Uh, 
I, I think that's if that's truly the case, it's kind of in this, and that's it. Like, hey, salute, and if you can come back, hope I hope there's a spot for him, and if they can fit him in in a year, two or three or whatever. If not, you know, glad we got the few years we got with him. Uh, as far as legacy, he'll go down as probably one of the one of the better announcers, one of the better play-by-play uh, announcers, certainly for 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 IWC, you know, a lack of a better uh, phrase. No, he's he's the voice of NXT. Like I yeah. don't know who else you would even put at that level. Like much as I love Nigel McGinnis, Morrow's the voice of NXT. I think that his legacy is he's probably um, after Jim Ross the most enthusiastic announcer they've ever had. You know, who genuinely seems excited to be there. Like, what are his shortcomings? Um, a, a reliance to make uh, make the jump. Pop culture from, uh, stuff. What he's seeing to pop culture. Exactly. Yeah. That's the downside. But, but that's but as what's going on. Like, as much as a turnoff as it can be, it's also it's also real. Yeah. Thank like he's like oh, on stuff. These are things he's interested in, or at least is interested enough in to know about to say it. Even though, yeah, even though it was too much, it felt authentic. Like yeah. it didn't feel like he's not trying to appeal to a certain crowd. Like it didn't feel like he's saying that. So I thought it was cool. But like he said it because he thought it was cool. You know, like that's. Even yeah, yeah. So even if it's like not cool, even if the line mm-hmm. isn't necessarily the best line, the fact that the person feels it makes it you forgive it. You're like, all right, all right. It wasn't the best line, but it wasn't some manufactured terrible line. It was well, just you know, something wasn't wasn't the best line. <laughs> but he felt it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his legacy to me, man, he um one of the good guys to work for this company. Um, called some of NXT's very best matches. Um, probably wasn't built for the ecosystem, but nobody is. Nobody's built for this. Like, yeah, but if anybody's not, everybody else. You know, somebody like Mauro Ronaldo. And the fact that he lasted everybody else, as long as he did, and then came back for more. Like, he had that break. And then came back for more and, 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 and succeeded. And did to do, man. But, for years. Yeah, I still have him top five announcers in that company ever. And also, you know, I'm, I'm 34, so, like, I'm not, Jesse the Body wasn't my guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's before my time. But I'm sure. more attitude arrow Jim Ross, but I probably got Jim Ross, the very best of Michael Cole. Because um, there is good stuff out there. Especially, like, fucking NXT UK, even though it was only, like, a short stint, but... Right. Like, a tournament but, worth of worth of calls. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's actually good at this. He's just overproduced. Oh, my God. Um, right. Like, it's but, he, because he's been around it for you know, 30 years, he can't help but know what to do and what to say mm-hmm. if he was left on his own. And he knows what it, what it is it takes to be an announcer. And it's just like, oh, depending on who's in his ear or specifically who's not, you get a different, a completely different Michael Cole, and not even not even who's in his ear. It's 
Because if, so, if his head was sick or had a stomach ache or whatever and wasn't there to produce him a few handful of times over the year in his ear at Raw or SmackDown or whatever, he didn't completely switch up who he was for that episode because Triple H or whoever the hell else was the person in, in his ear now. Because he knew, well, next week Vince will be back, and that's just... But to have the, that whole tournament and to know, like, oh, nobody's going to be fucking with me here. I don't have to... You know, he'll sure he just needs to breathe easier. And he's a different person. But yeah, he won't get cold the uh, colder prospects uh, that he probably should get. But anyway, back to uh, back tomorrow. Yeah, his legacy uh, is exactly that. He's one of the one of the good guys in a business. You know, the void of good guys. Certainly historically, broadly speaking. Just to add add a a little bit more to this point that you guys may not have known, in in going back to Canada to take care of his mother, Morrow apparently had the epiphany that he now wants to perhaps Get a a professional degree and become a mental health advocate since he suffered from a semi-severe case of bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. That was going to be one of the first things I brought up. Even even though it happened the way it, it happened, uh, silver lining was uh, a lot of awareness was brought to uh, uh, to mental health when he had his whole kerfuffle and dust up with WWE and JBL made wrestling fans in particular aware of uh, of certain things and you know education and awareness is in any kind of uh, in any in any context is typically. A good thing. You always want people to be be learning and progressing. So, yeah. Awesome. Anything else for us, Kyla? Uh, yeah. So, so it it appears as though AEW's second program will actually launch at around the end of the year, my second question is, what can, what should AEW do to maintain the great momentum that they ha- have obtained throughout the last year and a few months? That they've been in existence. Yeah. So let me tell. Oh, uh, I, do I have a scoop? They can scoop Kyron. Do I have one? Um, oh. So somebody tweeted me who would know that. Uh, you know, I got. I can name drop a little bit. I never name drop wrestlers, but my man Sean Ross Sachs. Um, I tweeted out last night that, or this morning, that. 
I like only having one wrestling show on at a time. And he was like, yeah, you probably don't have to worry about that too much longer. So it looks like NXT might be moving to Tuesdays. So, like on a permanent basis. Yeah. So what I say, the best way to keep your momentum, run your show a night that nobody else is running a show. Um, I would probably do AEW Saturday night, and that way you only got to do three shows some months because you have a pay-per-view. And you can even lead right into the pay-per-view if you're doing a show on Saturday. Saturday. So the old school WCW way. Basically, they are completely. Yeah. Wouldn't compete with Tuesdays. I'd let Tuesdays sit. Wouldn't try to run against WWE Monday and Fridays because, like, NXT. Um, and we didn't even talk about the 60-minute Iron Man match that's going to lead to Cole and Balor next week, um, which should be really good. Like, the Iron mm-hmm. Man match was fine, but what's the problem with an Iron Man match, Travis? When they tell you it's 60 minutes, you pay attention to the last 10 minutes. Right. Um, and even those guys out there in one part, just – and they booked it. Especially when it's on free TV. That's, that's the yeah. issue when people know that I can yeah. turn back in at mm-hmm. you know, quarter, but yeah, you know, quarter left, uh, 15 minutes left in the hour and catch all the good shit. To me, that's what you do. You have a Saturday night show. Um, and yeah, you ride that out and then you have a direct build into your pay per views when you're doing it. Yeah, I would, I would say you build momentum by. Not stretching out as I'm not going to say a thin roster. Their their roster is what it is. It's just not a it's not a bolstered roster of, of superstars. So I, I don't the momentum I would I would try to build is the momentum of Wednesday nights on TNT. I would focus on that. And the last thing I would be thinking about is trying to try to make another damn show at this point in time. But yeah, uh, that's the case. A Saturday night show seems uh, seems uh, makes a lot of sense. Oh, and by the way, the yeah. the second the second show. Looks like it, it will it will also be on TNT as which the original rumor was TBS, but now it, it looks like TNT. Maybe I watch no fucking TBS. TBS. Damn. Whoa. Wait a second. What you watch on TBS? What you watch on TBS right now? No. Bang Theory reruns. Are you? Oh, okay. I mean, that's just the first thing oh, okay. I got. I don't know anything else. I'm yeah. glad you accepted that. <laughs> you depressed yeah. me out of my Fucking PBS. Superstation. Um, oh, oh, oh Samantha Baby. Baby. And Conan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this show still going? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Again, I broke from, like, traditional TV yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. year ago. I literally had, like, somebody's Spectrum TV account. I can log in to watch Raw when I have to do the reviews. <laughs> Everything else is like a la carte. Like, 
Travis, you would love Lovecraft Country. You're not going to get into it till 2029, but you would love this show. Oh, my God. It is fucking monsters and fucking magic and fine-ass black people running around. You would love it. It's amazing. And fucking racism. It, it's, it's great. But yeah, I saw the, I saw the gif of uh, this. <laughs> this is black people in horror movies, and that homegirl was booking, <laughs> just smeared in blood yeah, and very gore. With she didn't look yeah. back. Her stride was on point. <laughs> Knees up, <laughs> elbows dug in. Like, yeah. And if you saw what she was running from, oh my god! Like that's an amazing yeah. show, and it's very much like secret society. We know magic and nobody else does. Oh, you love it. Oh, uh, he's, this black guy is the last descendant of this white family, and none of these other white people want him around. It's so good. <laughs> so good. No, Travis, they had fucking a kid playing on a Ouija board at uh, a housewarming party in the basement. They, one of the kids asked, am I going to have fun on my trip? And the Ouija, the Ouija board tells him no. It's 1959. Who is the kid, Travis? Um, it was fucking Emmett Till. It was Emmett Till. Oh, it's black people. Fuck. Yeah. God damn it. Right. He like, was down yeah. south on fucking like summer break. He's from Chicago, yeah. hanging out in Mississippi. Yeah. Going to Mississippi for the summer tour. He was at a fucking rent party in Chicago where all the adults were upstairs party and the kids were in the basement. Right. <laughs> and he asked the Ouija board, well, I have fun on my trip, and it said no. Oh, and then <sighs> a ghost, the, the eight ghosts in the house killed a bunch of people, and somebody took their head cut off by an elevator. It's amazing. Wow. All right. Damn. So between that and, and, and Rich keeps telling me about uploads, because we keep talking about these... Uh, you know, lit RPGs, which are based in, you know, uh, VR, you know, MMORPG type games. And upload is basically people getting their consciousness uploaded to a, you know, different world or whatever the hell it is. Mm. So I've gotten some suggestions that are kind of can't miss it. So that's another one. So, all right. Just. Ignore that, like I do the rest. Uh, let's uh, move on to <laughs> talk to Darrell. Go down to Georgia. Uh, Darrell, what's happening? What up? What's going on, you guys? What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Infamous P-A-G-S? Hey, man, you know. P-A-G-S. Pegs? Did you miss a W in there? I wasn't going to tell uh, <laughs> yeah, I meant to put it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man. That Lovecraft Country, though, yeah, that is amazing. Amazing. Hmm. Three episodes so, so far. Yeah. And it's on HBO, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, you got a vampire, werewolf, pig, creature type yep. thing. They got, yeah, it's, it's all of them all. It's so good. Like, yeah, I, I, we can we can talk about this, like, off this, but that's a good show. That, again, I mean, pe- people yeah. that I care about and and opinions I trust have been 
But the same thing happened with Watchmen. I still didn't watch that. So it's just a matter yeah. of start there. Yeah. What's up, Darrell? What, uh, what you got for us? Not too much, man. I see y'all were talking about Roman. Hey, mm-hmm. love the heal, love the healing. Um, it was funny hearing people talking about he pushed down his throat, but I, 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 I was so happy to snap back that he said, uh, <laughs> "The only reason why I'm going down your throat because you got your mouth open." That's my mouth open. Okay. That was a good line. Yeah. I thought this was the week that Willis was going to call us back. And uh, the way her oh, he, he already called. He called Greg Park. Ain't gonna say here <laughs> we go way. again. Here we go again with the Roman um with the Roman um push down our throat. But I'm like, damn, Willis for four years. You talking about you don't want him as a baby face? He need to be right. a heel. He go heel and you just I say now nah, now you got now you look like you got a vendetta. You need to stop it. You need uh, to stop it for a man you don't even know. Now you look like you got a vendetta. Okay. Yeah, now, oh, he been looking like it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It, it, yeah, it exposed yeah. it right now. But I was hoping. I thought we were going. I thought we were going to hear from. We ain't heard from uh, uh, pretty much since this, this whole Corona shit started. But it's been a while. I thought maybe uh, he'd be he'd be upset or not. Well, he called Greg, so he's still watching. Got to see how these shows turn out. Um, coming up, you got it. Um. You got the lead up, uh, lead up to All Out that Saturday. I uh, want to see do they let Roman talk on Friday? Okay, he's got it. Um, you can't go another week and him not cut a significant built-up promo. Like you should be able to sell. I don't even think he got to cut it all the way. You got to. You should be able to put a Paul Heyman, CM Punk, Roman Reigns. Talks tonight on SmackDown, tonight on Raw, and make and and, and bring some people in. It, yeah, they can't go another week. I could see if they wait till Monday, this you know next week, next Monday. But I'd have them cut a promo on Friday, at least. I wouldn't wait till Monday. But that's me. And we had that on um, Fatal Four Way. NXT was all right. I was all right, but the only reason why I liked it because the pick who I had still in it and still going to wrestle between him, uh, Cole, and uh, Finn. But other yeah, than I that, think Bauer. yeah, I think Bauer ends up winning that. Um, I think that there's like a future in him doing that. Um, you brought him down there to bring validity to the things you're doing. I don't think there's anybody more like as much as I love Cole. I mean, Cole is everything that you want out of a pro wrestler that you can control. He's so good. But yeah, I think that I think that Balor being down there, I think he put the title on him. He can he can run in the same way as Cole. I got I got Adam Cole because you can he, I don't think um Carrie and Cross gonna be out the twelve weeks. I think he's gonna probably be out probably eight. And you can go back to the um bill that you was doing anyway. Okay, so, and plus, um, you already got a few because the person who pinned Adam Cole in the match was Tommaso Chomp. So if you bring him back, there's no reason to bring no for, to bring him back when Finn had pinned him to get to go up to, and then Cole pinned Finn to get um, tied up. So and yeah, and Cole's mad about everything. Um, <laughs> Cole's literally mad at everybody. 
Yeah, so it does still work. Yeah, so that's what I see. And I, and I also see Finn going to the U.K. Because I I, I got to be the biggest NXT U.K. fan, and I'm happy that it's coming back uh, next week. Yeah, the whole revitalization thing, you can't do that and be like, oh, here's uh, 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 fuck, I don't even remember his name, James Gibson. Like, that's not, <laughs> that ain't going to work. Damn, I like Zach Gibson, too. But to to yeah, best be justifying yeah. the, um, the arena that they're doing, because they introduced where they're going to be filming in that in um, the B, um, BC Sports Studios. Fucking now, man. 
I was just about to say, if they didn't put the goddamn belt on Kaylee Lee, goddamn Ray, maybe Tony Storm would be a star and waste time with this too big of a fucking witch face woman. Fuck out of here. But see that hate, see that hate that you give her right now. No, that's what you I want people to give. Corny, it ain't no hate because I no, it's no way hate. Now get the fuck off my TV, man. It's that you shouldn't be able to beat nobody. I just tell you, I just tell you this: if you go back and you look at the um, women's on um, war games, <laughs> and you see how she performed in it, and I'm then you go check out Tony Storm, but I just don't believe it. Man, I watch her wrestle, and I'd be like, no, I don't buy it. She's not good enough to be that little and to be, you know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Put her and and what's her face's what's his face's daughter, um, um. The Brit, uh, you know, Robin Brookside, Brookside put her to my featherweight women's division, and like, all right, well, anything other than that, I'm, I'm always gonna give him the screw face. And that's just, and that's just me being consistent because I don't fit all with how I, y'all know how I am with the blue ass women. I got you, I got you, I understand, I understand, you know. And I ain't the type of person that's going to push my light down anybody's throat, you know. <laughs> so I respect everybody's um, thing. But, yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, going to um, watch this AEW in a second, I guess, um, once I get home. And um, the playoffs been amazing. I know, Trav, your yeah. um, Sixers um, got put out, but you understand. It wasn't that they got and, put out. It was just, that was just a hurt piece of an embarrassment of a – you know, we can make excuses like, oh, you know, we didn't have fans, and, you know, we didn't, but, god damn, that was, yeah, just, it's the, you, know, you got to get rid of the coach, and, um, and B's got to be, um, if you're going to be the leader of the team, yeah, <laughs> you're going to be the leader of the team, you got to really lead the team, that means you got to come in and shape and stuff like that. I ain't putting. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hesitant to 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 put anything, uh, put that whole thing on end it like that's. But I'm I'm very I'm forgiving, and I was a Brett Brown fan for a long time, and even this time I was like, yeah, it's Brett's probably guys, probably time for Brett to go. And then like the next day, after me and my homie at work we had that whole conversation, and they fired his ass. Uh, just because, because of the fan base, it just wasn't. It's just time. It was just time to go. And yeah, everybody had a um, expiration date. Everybody yeah. had it. And, and it's date. tough. Like we were playing like some of the best basketball in the league in February and in March. And you have a five month break, and then the little little two week mini camp, and try to get jump back into a playoff scenario with your number one or one A star down. Uh, that's 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 tough all the way around. Um, but if you yeah. but but when you look at some of the people who improved in the um bubble, um like um you have my boy from um the Utah Jazz, um the spot Spider Mitchell. You got yeah. Luca the Dunn coming out showing that he's MVP candidate and so place like yeah. that. Murray. Devin Booker. Um you got the Devin best Booker. Devin Booker. Devin. Yep. Um, you got the best, um, and everybody needs to watch this game seven. You got the best wrestling um, 
work angle going on between uh, Chris Paul okay, and uh, James Harden. <laughs> yeah, that's good Those looks that uh, uh, Chris Paul and uh, be cutting at uh, <laughs> James Harden. He's such a dickhead. It's gonna be. I love it. It's yeah, and, and and he he get in the brain of his teammates, make them all act the fool. <laughs> so it, it just yeah, they, they, they it's crazy. All season because of him, and he's still so fun to watch. Like I think that he's probably gonna have like the Gary Payton situation where he's gonna be maybe too old to like start. But I think some team that's on the verge is going to bring in and help them in a tight. I really think so. Could be, could be, because he um he, his contract up at the end of this year, so we'll we'll see about that. But uh, other than that, man, y'all go on having a great day, man. Well. I'd love to see him be the backup uh, point guard at Golden State because he would never do it, but it would be hilarious. All right. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for everybody calling in, tweeting, emailing, whatever you did. Thanks. Uh, we'll get at y'all next week. Uh, free folks, the, the ride is over. Rich and I will be by for VIP. So click over if you're listening to this um, on the podcast. Um, yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, Rich and I got some stuff to talk about. You know, book club's going to be in full effect tonight. So, uh, yeah, check us out. We'll get it, y'all, next week. That's Cam. I'm Trav. We out.